to be fair. But joined on the line now to uh, talk through the latest uh, over the last 24 hours. We spoke to her yesterday as well, and she joins us now on the line. Finally, Mshongo, uh, reporter here at the Public Broadcaster. Good evening to you and welcome. Good evening to you as well as our listeners. Thank you so much. And uh, according to Umoskito uh, Bekulmanati from Mlaz, he's saying, certainly from what he saw, many of the communities there uh, giving uh, President Ramaphosa a very warm reception, notwithstanding. Uh, I guess, the difficulty of the current moment. Uh, I didn't hear your question clearly. So I'm saying we had one of our listeners earlier suggesting yes. that notwithstanding all of the challenges that are happening out in Eteguini, that the president received a warm reception from communities that he interacted with today. Of course, the people uh, uh, that uh, the president visited were excited to see the president. That's a norm whenever there is a leader that comes to the community, even when there have been some challenges or even when we've heard from the crowd that people were not happy about that particular leader. But the minute he gets to the community, there will be that excitement. And that we saw that excitement, especially when we were in Piemont, where even some learners who were coming out from the local school, they were screaming, shouting at uh, President Ramaphosa because they were excited to see uh, their own uh, president in their own uh, community. Mm, mm. And, and I guess talk to me about the scene that uh, would have uh, met the president as uh, he went down to Eteguini earlier on today and the other parts of Guazul-Natal. Uh, the president visited a few locations here in, in, in Devon, and in one of the places that he visited, it was in Piemont, where a wall, a church, a wall of a church collapsed uh, to a shack belonging to a community, to, uh, belonging to a family, and then when that uh, wall collapsed, then it killed a four four family members, it was four children, uh, so those, those those community members were calling on government to assist them so that they can have a proper house and also have uh, some means to be able to bury their loved ones. And then the president also moved to an area called Enduzuma, which is in north of Devon, and that's where a number of people were also killed. And what happened in Enduzuma, there was a much light that uh, crashed into people's uh, houses, so hence there some people ended up dying and were covered with that mud mm -hmm. and we saw some people now trying to mop up in their houses because some houses even the ones that um, did not collapse but they were now covered with mud so people were now trying to 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 to, to rebuild and and get back into their lives however to some communities it's still going to be difficult because we also went to another area, but the president did not go to that area. We only saw that area when we were driving back after visiting different sites with the president. We saw this. Now the community has been cut off from another community because the road is just um, had a sinkhole. I can't even call this a sinkhole because the, the whole um, the, the passage in the road was, was now uh, washed away by the river. So now the community has now been cut off. And the way that uh, water was, was, was high, as it was now the river was overflowing, the water was running over the RDP houses that's how high the water has, sure. has gone in that area. And we also, I guess, understand, uh, you know, that uh, over the next uh, few days or so, right through to the weekend, that the rains will continue. I I'm quite interested, I guess, in, in what, if any, uh, the uh, city and the province indicated would be done to many of the places that have suffered from landslides that are in informal settlements where there are no roads 
to get emergency services there or to undertake proper evacuation of those areas. Well, any communication on that score? Uh, what the government has been saying, they have been calling on people in the low-lying areas to now go and seek shelter in the upper ground, be it in the local uh, community halls or in, in, in their neighbor, or seek a shelter from their neighbors because the areas that are, are in the low-lying areas mm. are, are not safe. As, as we're speaking right now, even with some of the people that we visited, they were saying that now that their houses have been destroyed, they don't even know where they're going to sleep tonight because they were saying that there's no one from the side of government that has visited them. All they are doing is just to seek shelter from, from the neighbors. But uh, the government has been uh, saying that they have opened holes for people to go and seek shelter them. However, in the other side of Devon, because we visited like different areas, in Tuzuma, people have been housed in a, in a school hall mm. and we don't know what's going to happen to those people come next week Tuesday where schools are expected to reopen after the Easter weekend. We don't know what's going to happen with those communities because by then uh, I don't think they would have been able to rebuild their houses. So it's still going to be a big challenge for those people to get back to their normal lives. Mm, mm, mm. And I guess, you know, even before we get to the rebuilding process, um, I'm quite interested in, you know, also what has uh, what forms of support you've seen lent to many of these communities, aside from what we are anticipating and expecting from government? I mean, have you seen, I guess, industry, civil society and others uh, also contributing to the efforts to, uh, in the interim, give people shelter and make sure that uh, many of them are safe uh, from uh, a lot of these floods? Um in the areas that I visited, mm. like in, in Duzuma, the people have now been moved to to a hall, which is, no, it's not a, it's, it's a hall within a, a school. So those people, I, I could see that there is some assistance that they are getting because there were blankets that I saw coming from one of the NGOs, I can name them, and uh, they were also getting some food from uh, the municipality. With those ones, I could see that, okay, these ones are sorted. But the other community members, the ones from Tungwana, they were saying that they don't even have a counsellor. Um, what I can tell you is that their counsellor was arrested some months ago. So at the moment, there's no one who is like looking after them or maybe taking reports to the municipality, which again becomes a big question on on that if there is no councillor, then where are the committees? Where are other people who have been running around and asking these people to come in number to vote? Because even if they had voted, it was not just a councillor. So that's I think that's a question for another day. Mm. But those people were saying that there's no one who has come forward or is even uh, worried about their 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 well-being. So even when we we had uh, we arrived there, we did not receive a warm welcome because those people were saying sure. what assistance are we going to give us because we've been left um, uh, without any attendance for some days. Now you're coming here, what are you going to do for us? And then we try to explain that we're here to give you uh, a platform so that you can uh, like speak out on what challenges you are facing. Mm. So that's how we ended up having them speaking to us. Has a disaster been declared? 
Yeah, yes, the president, when he was, he was speaking in, in Duzoma, he did say that the province is going to be declared a disaster. However, that is yet to be gazetted. But of course, uh, even the premier earlier on, he did indicate that, yes, the province is uh, going to be declared a disaster. And then he said that once the province has been declared a disaster, so it's going to be easy for them to even access funding that will help them rebuild uh, their lives. And what I can tell you is that um, it's not just only the people who have died, which is the number has now risen to over 259, uh, excluding the people who are still missing. But there's no electricity in some parts of the city, of the town of, mm. of Durban, because there's an area that I've visited, and there's no water also. So those are some of the challenges. So an extent that some community members have now decided to go out on the streets and protest and saying that they don't have water and they don't have electricity. Yet it's all... This, the, the, this flood has affected almost all the people who are in and around Devon. Fanele, uh, and I guess for the purposes of some of our listeners, I mean, uh, you know, the classification of a provincial disaster uh, happens when it affects more than one metro or district municipality in the same province. What are some of the reports that you've heard from some of your colleagues uh, here at the SABC in other districts or in other parts of the province uh, insofar as the impact of the flooding there? And it's it's not only Devon Metro that has been affected. Almost all all the districts in the province mm. have been affected because we we've heard that some people with the numbers that we have, the number of people that have uh, passed on, they include people from uh, Ilembe districts, from uh, King Ojoayom, uh, Ugu. Zuland, almost all the districts and even Omzinyat, although the impact might not be as big as in Etawini, because Etawini is the one that was hard hit, but almost all the, the districts in the province have been affected. Mm, mm. And maybe then a last one, uh, I guess, uh, uh, insofar as where you are is concerned, um, I mean, ha- have there been any reports, uh, I guess, on... Uh, the impact that this has not only had, you've already spoken about electricity, what other forms of infrastructure have also been affected? Uh, the other infrastructure that has been affected, it's also the schools. Some of the schools were like not in the very good state. They mm. don't have windows. Some um, their roofs were leaking. So with these heavy rains, now there is more water inside the classroom. So an extended, some schools have now stopped at their teaching and learning. They have said that they will only resume their classes next week. And the other big challenge that we're having, which is also impacting on even the disaster teams not being able to go in assist some people. A number of roads have been affected. Some have now have sinkholes, while some roads, they have much that. So it's not even easy to go to the other side of town. Even when we are crossing uh, the, the city of Etawini and the surrounding area, sometimes you'll find that the route that you normally use, like whenever you're going to different townships, it's now difficult to go through those routes because sometimes you find that the road is collapsing on one lane, so it's only one lady that is, that is now working uh, or there is much light. So those are some of the challenges that uh, we're now having, which we hope in the coming weeks they will be resolved. Fanalem Shongo, thank you very much for your time. Asbong is Zanzas Lulikandama. Sabonga Kul.